back to the AIM podcast. Today we sit down with special guest, Christopher Holvey. We talk about consistently seeking God to lead us in our lives and what that looks like. He shares a ton of stories ranging from how he got into music, signing with Reach Records, and the story behind his latest single, Closer. You guys are going to love this episode, but before we dive in, I want to give a huge shout out to the sponsor of this episode, TLF, Take Life Further. They're an incredible activewear company, and they just released a new line called the Cosmic Oversized Line with oversized tees and really awesome hoodies. So make sure you check them out and use code TLF-DUG at checkout. Let's dive into this episode. Without further ado, Chris Holt. Colby, thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. My honor, brother. My honor. This is going to be a, a really fun episode, bro. I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I've been definitely been a fan of your music for a while now. And, um, you know, I was watching some of your content. I was watching actually one of your videos one day. And out of the corner, I see Chad Smith pop out. I'm like, yo, what the world? So right. had to put that together. But, man, super, super cool to have you on the show. And uh, really excited to talk about your story and everything you're doing dog my honor and uh yeah man bro it's man thankful thankful to be on here and to be able to you know share what's going on in my life and um share with your audience so yeah man let's go dude no but for real like your music is great i uh i played basketball in college so like my best my background's there and you know a lot of the guys i grew up with playing hoops like listen to a lot of rap music and i i love rap music i love hip-hop that pop music and you know, as a believer, it was sometimes tough to listen to a lot of like the mainstream stuff that's popular, like right. on the radio and stuff. But, I, you know, I kind of started to navigate and kind of go to the direction towards like Lecrae and Triple E and guys like that. And to see you kind of coming through and, and making your way, like it's it's so cool to me, bro. And it's, it's so cool to see how you've you've done it, you know. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a journey and an honor to learn under those guys because I was the same. I mean, bro, I loved their stuff and it encouraged me for since I was in like middle school so yeah bro yeah those guys are my some of my heroes for sure yeah that's dope bro so I'll, yeah let's I want to jump right into it you've got a lot of cool things going on um some new music coming out that's really really good you, you're about to be a dad we, we got a lot of things we can talk about but even before that just to kind of set the context and the stage man how did you first get into music and like what was your kind of entry into the whole into the whole game yeah, yeah. So, um, man, I got into music starting in middle school. I started to really just get in- introduced to rap, secular music, you know, Eminem, Lil Wayne, all that. At the same time, I got introduced to Lecrae as well and got glued and stuck to that because I'm a Christian. It resonated to my faith and my walk with God. And so uh, during this time in middle school, I'm freestyling, battle rapping in the locker room. You know what I mean? Roasting it, roasting everybody around me. Then um, I uh, I went to high school and there's this guy in my band class. His name was Eddie Spencer. And he taught me how to write, like actually write music and not not just freestyle, but literally take what I'm doing and structure it and put it into into real songs and like actually going for it. So he started teaching me. I entered a talent show that year as a freshman in high school. And uh, it was my first time ever, like, really rapping on stage, and I won. And that really encouraged me. 
And uh, from there, I just started learning, started learning how to make music, produce, record in my bedroom on this, like, you know, small equipment that I had. And then, um, man, I just kept going from there. And uh, come time for college, I started sending demos over to Ace Harris at Reach Records. I was sending it to him on Twitter and he, he rocked with it. Uh, it was a long shot, but he rocked with it, started talking with me. And, uh, bro, throughout that building process, it just, you know, I stayed very consistent, took a lot of bad shots, you know, missed a lot of layups. You know what I mean? You know, I made a lot of songs and not all of them were good. But that time I stayed consistent. And around that time, I started to grow really, really, really close with God and um, was seeking him consistently. And I felt led to delete all the music I had out. So I deleted everything I had on SoundCloud, wiped my computer. And uh, after that, this new journey began of like discovering what God was trying to do in my heart uh, with the music. And because uh, the end of the day, bro, it's him first beyond all that stuff. And um, really felt like realizing, Lord, what are you trying to do with my life? And so uh, in that time, I growing with him, it gave me a lot of clarity. He showed me uh, the vision for what would be um, my technical debut project with Reach Broken Heart. Um, or my sophomore EP, whatever you want to call it. But it came out with Reach, and that was birthed in my bedroom where God spoke it to me. I wrote it down. I was telling people at Bible study that night, this vision for this project. And long story short, dropped out of college, moved to Atlanta, and signed a record deal with Reach about halfway through the year in the summertime. Um, And, yeah, man, Broken Heart was already done. I made it in Atlanta with a guy, um, just grinded. And, And to see how God led me to do that is always mind-blowing to me and so yeah man that's kind of the short gist of it but it was um i say consistency was a big key in that and bigger than that uh surrender to god and being open to where he was leading me was like the keys to getting where i'm at uh, right now yeah bro so that no i love what you said there and honestly you bring up you know this theme of consistency and i think it's something that a lot of people no matter if you're an athlete and fitness and business musician, whatever that looks like, that's an important pillar that you should have in your life. You know, you get an opportunity to work with reach like a really awesome record label like that. I'm sure it took that consistency to get to that point, but tell me a little bit more about that process and and how you were able to maintain that consistency during a lot of times, or maybe you had some doubt with different, you know, music not working out the way you thought it would. Yeah. I think one of the things was I wasn't scared to fail and, um, and, I just took a lot of shots. So like literally to be specific, uh, when I DM'd Ace, the A&R, and eventually helped me get signed, man, I was sending him like songs probably every week, bro, just consistently sending him stuff. But even rough demos, which a lot of people would say, no, you probably shouldn't do that. But for me, I realized like, man, just being hungry and shoot my shot was the move. Whereas like, bro, I'm just going to just do my thing and show show what I'm making and it actually ended up showing him how hungry I was and the growth that ended up happening over that what year of time it's like oh wow that's a lot of growth yeah I mean I think yeah it was not being scared of of taking shots being able to take risks and being vulnerable in the sense of showing people uh, your process like what you're working on showing people unfinished stuff like that was a part of my strategy and um ended up being super valuable for me. I'm not saying that's the move for everybody, but 
in whatever you're doing, I feel like being, you know, consistent, whether that's, hey, I'm hitting the gym every day, no matter what, every day I'm hitting the gym or, man, like when I go in with my shooting coach, I'm going to make sure every single time, man, that I'm, that I'm practicing exactly what he told me whenever I get home. You know what I mean? Like just being willing to, man, just have that, you know, not, I don't want to say rigorous, but being able to have that flow. You know what I mean? So for me, it was constant nights making a lot of music. You know what I mean? And uh, they ended up paying off for me, man. And I would say this too is don't, for, for me, I loved making music. And I think that if you don't love it, it's going to be real hard to, to do it. So do it with passion. Don't, uh, don't, don't waste your shots. Just, just chunking them up. You know what I mean? Like really like practice your form and enjoy and enjoy the little things like making beats and being, Oh, I love this sample or man, I, I love the way my voice sounds here. Let me try that again. Whatever it is, just being in it, man, and being passionate. That was a huge part of it. So yeah, man, those are kind of some of the little keys that I, that I had as I was going. Yeah, bro. That's good. I love that, dude. And I think, you know, one other thing I thought of as you were explaining that is just like, I don't know if this is something you dealt with. I'm sure it's something a lot of people do deal with in your industry, though, is like try not to necessarily please everyone that's listening to the song. Obviously, you're putting out music, you're trying to make an impact and you want to serve those people. But like you're not doing this for them. Like, I'm sure you have different motives. So how do you kind of enter that into the mix of things like you're trying to do this for a a calling for a reason that you feel called to do it and, and not get so consumed in other people's opinions of like what you're putting out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that was a tough, tough thing to walk through because I was in a smaller community. So you want people to rock with you around your community. But I think on the same sense, that was definitely being kind of tunnel vision was definitely one of the things that helped me get to where I was at. So I look back, you know, I see some of the stuff I used to put out. I'm like, man, what was I doing? Like, of course, people didn't like all of this. But I realized that, man, I needed I needed that. Like, I needed to know I could put stuff out there. I needed to know that I could I could go hard and be consistent. So, yeah, man, I think it's so important to um, be confident in what God has given you and be confident in who he's made you to be because, man, it's, it's always going to be somebody that doesn't rot with something. Like, Excellent. you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, for me, that was huge. I mean, and, and two, I'll say this, have some people, like, I had people close to me that supported me. And so it's like, it made it a little bit easier when you got a team. It's like, man, if we fail, we fail together, man. Like, we yeah. did, a con- we did concerts, like, uh, I don't know if you know what Relay for Life is, but it was like, you know, it, it was a really cool event where they would support cancer victims and like, wow. just really dope and uh i performed there like twice and man my best friend his name is bailey and he at the time was like a friend of your like managed me bro having his support him having my back as well as my brother like my brother uh david he was there with me like so him and bailey would like walk with me through these shows and be there for me and that gave me a lot of confidence even though i didn't know where everybody was at i knew they had my back and that is something i'd recommend to anybody build a team have people around you that you can trust. You know what I mean? For sure. Speaking of that, you know, you step into the Reach Records, you're getting an opportunity to be around some people that you even referenced earlier in the, in the episode of like people you looked up to. And then 
now you're getting a chance to collab with them on songs and, and be involved in, in a professional way. But also, I'm sure there's relationships outside yeah. of the that were formed. What was that like, you know, with like Lecrae and other guys, you can reference whoever. But what was that whole process like? It was uh, it was really cool, man. Uh, I came in. It was definitely a slower process because not everybody lived in Atlanta. You know what I mean? And yeah, everyone has very busy lives. But when I would get the chance to be around them and start to build relationships, it was always just really dope. Like I remember Andy really taking me in and, and showing me a lot. And we worked together a lot when I first uh, was really in the loop with the reach. Man, we ended up making so much stuff and he became um somebody I really looked up to in that time because he just kind of took me under his wing and let me create with him. Uh, but then even guys like, man, like Cray has given me so much wisdom in the past three years and has helped me uh, become wiser and learn how to handle just very difficult or interesting situations. He's been somebody I can lean on and trust. Um, and then, man, like Few and RG and Wande, like they've always, man, bro, they've been so real and, uh, it's cool because I met my wife because of Wanda. Wow. Like Wanda was the person who set me up with my wife. So it's like, man, it's been so dope. And that, I mean, I can name everyone, man. Trip, like, I got to know him a lot on tour and this year, and and ever since it's been a dope bond. Tadashi's always been loving to me. Uh, so yeah, man, it's it's family, bro. That's so cool. I love that, bro. What, um, you know, another thing I want to touch on and, and ask you about, because I think this is pretty relevant too. like you, you've gone from making music in your bedroom, like you were talking about, to, to signing with Reach, to going on tour, to seeing the way that the God's blessed your platform and it's growing and, and your music's reaching more and more people. That's a lot of excitement. That's a lot of cool blessing. But like there's got to be some some hard challenges that come with that that process. What are some of the most challenging things that you've seen during that growth period that you've had to kind of deal with or pray about and, and kind of navigate through? Like coming into to reach in the label situation, basically. Yeah. And just seeing your platform continue to grow and, and kind of have a bigger reach out there. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm still currently learning and walking through is uh, how to handle just handle a growing um platform and to not let it get to my head made me prideful because sure man it's, these are things that you don't grow up in school getting taught about or even and you know with i'm thankful i had good mentors who always pointed me to christ but at the same time once you walk in it, it can feel so unfamiliar so for me it's just embracing the unfamiliarity and trying to trust god um and continuing to show me who i am because i never want to think that I'm a God. I never want to think that I, uh, that I have the keys and, and I, as easy as it seems to not feel that way to be like, Oh man, I'm humble. I'm God's servant. I think I'd be lying if I said there's not times where you just start to feel gassed up and you feel like, man, this is what I'm doing. This is dope. This is, man, I'm killing right now. And it's like, and that is something I've had to continuously walk through and trust God in and continue to keep my heart like tender to and be willing to like if it means I need need to delete the gram for a little bit or or stop listening to music or uh shoot man just hang out with my wife more or be diving into word like breath those things are helpful and so just being willing to follow God's voice man and and to see whenever I'm being prideful and to learn how to celebrate the wins like in a healthy manner 
Yeah. Hope to have a wife so I can celebrate these wins with my wife. And it's, it's not, uh, in a prideful way as family. It's like, man, this is so dope what God did. Cool seeing what's happening. But yeah, man, just being able to navigate that's been difficult. You know what I mean? Like that has been one of the things that they don't teach you coming into this, bro. They just say, chase your dream. Like people are so forward chasing dreams, but what happens when your dreams become your God? It's like, how do you, how do you navigate that? You know what I mean? So yeah, man. That's good, bro. It's, it's so tough. It's such a tough line because it's like, man, God bless you. And God blesses us. And he gives us, he puts these things in our life that are exciting that we're excited about. And then, you know, if it's something we're truly, truly passionate about here on earth and we feel like God's called us to do it, but you know, things go well and they grow and you're like, man, I get so excited. It's, it's hard to not get consumed in it because we feel like God's called us to do it, but there's gotta be that separation where we understand it's from him and not anything that we personally did. It's him working through us. Yeah, man, that's simply it, bro. It's like, man, we dog Lily without him. Like we're still sinners without him. We're still evil without him. We're still, man, humans. But with him, man, we're saints, sons and daughters of the king. And it changes. And I think it's remembering, oh, the difference there is him. Like you're saying, it's like with him, this stuff is actually dope. Like it's actually impactful and meaningful. But without him, we're just chasing the wind, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's crazy to see, and obviously, like, you, our backgrounds are very different, but yet there's a lot of common commonality in, in the way that, you know, our faith is involved. But it's, like, to see where your life is before Christ and, like, how you try to handle things or even in the moments where you make it about yourself or idolize things versus when God is at the forefront, is your focus, he's your foundation, he's what you're working, he's working through you. Like, the differences of, like, the fulfillment, the way you're able to, to respond to the impact that's being made around you. Like there's so many things that are just so different. And it's, it's so cool to see in those moments when God is the foundation is the focus, like what can be accomplished when he's leading the charge. It's life change, man. It's a whole nother, like, bro, when he's in the center of it, bro, you just start to see the, the difference in the fruit. Whereas it's not just people coming up to you like, man, I love your music. It's like, man, bro, I really felt God tonight, man. Thanks for sharing what you shared. But mm -hmm. it's not like based on you. So he's always the center when you look at the fruit of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking, um, speaking of the fruit of it, man, I would love to, I would love to hear a little bit more about some cool stories. If you have any of just ways that your music's been able to make an impact on people. I'm sure you get some dope messages probably through social yeah. at concerts, yeah. like, Tell me about something, maybe your favorite moments you've been able to interact with people yeah. and your stuff. Man, I, I think the one of the biggest moments, my favorite moments uh, that I've ever experienced, I was in New Jersey. Um, I did a booking, and it was like probably like 50 to 75 people, very small. And um, shoot, not even 75, probably 50. But, <laughs> bro, went to this, this, this church. It was a small church. And uh, before the show, we were in the car and the guy was like, man, I have this vision, like this idea where um, you play the song Holy Spirit and then we do baptisms. I was like, oh, yeah, man, that's dope. Let's do it. Get to the show. Start doing the show. Man, about 20 minutes in. I'm, red. I'm trying to remember exactly how it went. But basically, long story short, bro, the joint broke into baptisms. Bro, it was like three hours. Wow. The show was done. It wasn't even the show anymore. It was just God moving, bro. And uh, 
I mean, I just remember that night being very powerful. And I can only imagine what's happened in that body of Christ with those, within those people ever since because it was so beautiful. You know, to see people just repentant, see people being hungry for him, some people getting saved that didn't know him. It was amazing, bro. So that I remember that night being really special to me. Um, I think, man, another really cool moment for me, this isn't doesn't sound as spiritual, but it's more of a personal thing. Uh, when I did my final show in Orlando, on an unashamed tour, it was the final show of the run. I remember getting on stage that last time, feeling this confidence that I hadn't felt the whole time. I had confidence on stage, but it was like this time where I could feel God's spirit moving within me on stage. I could just, it was like, man, it felt right. You know what I mean? And looking back at that, I remember that being a beautiful moment, just feeling God affirming what was going on and like, you know, just being like, man, this is such a full circle moment to be doing this tour with these artists that I grew up listening to and to do it this way, to do it God's way is crazy. So that, and then, man, yeah, as far as like with the fans and the people, not only want to say fans, just, man, the people that's rocking, like, man, I get countless messages and stories, you know, you see, see, just seeing different things that God's doing. And I think the biggest thing that always sticks out to me is, when people hit me up about like their intimacy with God and like how the music is making them like want to go to him, like bro, that always just wrecks me, wrecks me. So yeah, man. So cool. Yeah. It has been a, a journey to say the least spiritually and just for the impact. That's what I do this for, man. And I have to constantly remind myself that and God always does. So yeah, man. I love that, bro. That's 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 special, man. It's super powerful. And I'm sure like as you continue to do this thing, obviously you're driven for, you know, your reasons. But I'm just I'm excited to see the way you're going to continue to make an impact and it's going to continue to reach more and more for his glory. Because I think it's just going to it's going to happen, bro, because that's the way you're going after it. That's the way you're doing it. You're keeping him first and your music reflects that. And I think he's the Holy Spirit's in in your stuff, bro. Like it's good. And thank you. No, nah, he's he's everything, man. It's literally like, dog, I'm humbled, humbled to get to be somebody that gets to make music and people can hear God's heart in it. So I'm humbled, bro. I love that, bro. We talk, um, you know, I've had I've had some different athletes on on the show and, and some different people that play, you know, sports or in, in the fitness world. But like one thing I'm curious with you is what does a day look like when you're about to have a big concert? I want from like time you wake up to the concert. Like, do you have like a pre-game, pre-concert ritual that you go through routine? Like, what does that look like? I'm super curious. Oh man, I'm gonna let you into the to, to the real real. <laughs> oh, bro, it is uh at least for me the way it's been this year. First of all, it's been hectic, a lot of shows, a lot of traveling. Um, but man, I will literally have to get up. It's, it's, this is gonna make you hurt a little bit inside but i get up at like sometimes 3 30 4 a.m no way yeah bro <laughs> get to the airport you know go through the little thing at the airport do all that man get to the venue well, well get on the plane get there get picked up sometimes get dropped off to the hotel to get some sleep then go to the venue perform but man typically like the consistent thing is these early flights. I've been on the very <laughs> early recently. 
And that has been like a major uh, thing, a part of my routine because it's, uh, I'm forced to have to get up and fight to have energy and fight to be awake. Uh, man, one thing I'm trying to implement more right now into my shows and before the shows is to enjoy the city I'm in more. Yeah. Enjoy the people I'm around. So, man, if me and a DJ are there, man, let's have fun. Let's enjoy it. Even if we're together, it's like fighting to have more bonding, fighting to just enjoy that time. But, uh, yeah, man, and I think – one of the things that's really diff- that can be very difficult is to fight to get in the word before shows, to fight to spend time because you're you're mentally like, all right, I got a show tonight, I got to rest, I got to do this, got to do that. But man, I think there's nothing better uh, than whenever I can go on stage spiritually fit, spiritually worked, spiritually uh, invigorated, and go up there and be able to speak from the heart of God with confidence. Mm. That's that's a tension, a good tension, where it's like fighting to be close to him on the road can be hard, but it's worth it. Yeah, man. No, that's good. And that was going to be something I wanted to bring up because, I mean, obviously, no matter what, what your walk of life is, what you're doing, we're we're called. We have to be filled up. We have to be filled up by him. And it's hard for us to pour out and make an impact and, and, and yeah. show his his love to others without receiving his love and spending that time with him. And so, especially for someone like you who gets up on a stage in front of thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, it's like, you've got to make sure those things are intact to make sure that you can go out and really represent him. Um, yeah. Not in a perfect way, but in a way that, you know, honors him. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's bro, like he has to be our first desire. And I think that's what convicts me. Honestly, when we talk about this is on the road is Lord, man, I, uh, I need him as my first desire because, bro, it's it's real easy to go through the motions and be like, yeah, man, I have him first. But, bro, it is not. It's just difficult. Yeah. And it's walking, man. I want to be be one to be on the narrow road even when it's tough. So, yeah, I mean, that's something I really want to continue to grow in is just fighting to to let him shine through me, fighting to behind closed doors, just be disciplined. I know God understands that I need sleep. I know God understands the fun. but and I want him to get the glory. And so for sure. Yeah, man. I love that, bro. What um, I want to talk about your new single closer. I want to hear about kind of the inspiration behind that song. Yeah. How did that come about? Like, tell me the story. And then, yeah, I got some questions for you about it. Yeah, come on. Well, man, first, thanks for asking about the song. Sometimes I do you do interviews and oh, man, I love talking about the music. But sometimes people don't ask. So thank you for asking. <laughs> um, man, it's a. Uh, First of all, it was really cool because I got to do it with my boy, Tori Deshaun. He's my best friend. Um, he uh one of the best artists I know. His new album coming that he's working on is insane. But he uh, basically, I had the song written, and at the very end, uh, I added him on, and we, in 15 minutes, wrote that final part. And what's funny is that I remember feeling this tug in my heart to add Tori on the song. Even though both verses were written, it didn't even make sense. I didn't have that piano part yet, nothing. And I was just feeling this tug, and it had to be God, man. It's tugging me, like, put Tori on the song. You and Tori on the I'm like, man, this song is complete. You know what I mean? Like, it's done. Like, there's no re- reason to add anybody. And I remember when we got to making that, dog, it just changed everything just to have that. And so basically the, the meaning – the song kind of wrote itself because the meaning actually evolved over time. And I'll, I'll explain. So 
originally I went to the studio, uh, I recorded this song, um, and it was a basically like a freestyle where I was like freestyling each bar and just piecing it together. <laughs> on top. Yeah, it was fun, bro. So I was like in there just rattling off bars, um, doing different punch takes till I get the whole song recorded. Had the song recorded. So you, you see the lines, I'm trying to be a disciple of this. I'm trying to be a disciple of that. What's crazy about this song is that when me and Tori wrote that final part, I remember having this revelation. I don't remember if I had the revelation after or before. I just remember in this time, had this revelation of like, even though when I was saying I'm trying to be a disciple, even though that feels pure and right, I remember having this revelation that why am I trying to be a disciple when I am one, when God has made me his son, when I have to make the choice to follow him. I'm not supposed to try to. I'm supposed to be one. That's good. Because he's in me. He's paid for it. And the reason why I think it's so dope and I kept that in there is because Tori comes in and says, when I'm close, when I'm far, it don't change who you are. Amen. Mm. Uh, you, live in the, you live in the light, but you come to the dark. Amen. And then he says, um, oh, even when I had nobody else, I just kept messing up. They put me on a shelf, but you stayed close to me. And it's cool how it felt like the song wrote itself because that end part ended up tying into that first part and almost contradicting it in the coolest way. Where it was like you kind of are hearing me cry my heart out, but then hear Tori come in with the truth of like, hey man, like no matter what, like you're here for me. Mm. And so me choosing like just that choice of like, oh, I don't have to try no more. I need to accept, accept your grace for me. I need to accept I'm your son. I don't have to try to be or strive to be. So that's, and I'm not, a, not a lot of people are going to catch that, that in the song, but it stuck out to me. And it was cool how that ended up kind of interconnecting and to be in this, I would say a conversation almost, <laughs> of this song that was recorded in one way, but then kind of flipped and changed meanings later. And I love that. So it's so, yeah, I love, I love the story behind it. And it's cool to hear your, you know, your heart behind it, what you've kind of put together that song. And man, it's so true. Cause I feel like a lot of people, you know, even myself included, like you, you mess up or, or like, you feel like, you know, you go through a stretch where maybe you haven't been as consistent or disciplined in your walk. And it's like, man, I feel like I'm so far from God right now. And I just feel like I'm not worthy or deserving of his presence of being close to him. And that's just not, that's not the way it is. And that's, it's hard for us as humans to believe that or to understand that. But man, I, I think your that song goes nicely and kind of explains that message of like, Dude, you don't have to feel like you're far from God anytime, no matter what you've done. Like you, it doesn't matter. He he wants to be. Yeah, yeah it's what he's done for you. And there's a lot lines in the song where I say, "I know I'm the one that need him. I found my freedom when I found out they hit and beat him. Uh, he hung on the cross. That's how he chose to seat him. You don't need to seat at the table when you have a seat in the kingdom. Mm. I can't help but be humble whenever I think of the day that I see him. And it's like, bro, it's his grace." that's paid for me it's not how much i try not how much i do it's what he's done and what he says about me and so yeah i think that song really really does paint that where it's like man it's his grace man that's what gets you closer it's not your efforts mm. it's not works even the cover if you notice the cover i'm holding the soda bottle <laughs> it's funny but i remember even later me and tori kind of looking at it like man like, is this enough god like looking at is what I have enough 
And it's like cool because it's like that whole thing feels like an accidental art piece where God tied together this beautiful story that I couldn't have wrote. And so, man, I hope I hope maybe even for you, when you go back and listen, look at the art, you can be encouraged and see it in a whole new way. And yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I love that, bro. That's so good. Speaking of, you know, that song is amazing. That song is out. It's live. People can go listen to that. But you got some other projects you're working on that are hopefully going to be out soon for us to listen to. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, so I uh, working on a working on wrapping up this uh, three pack. I want to put out um, a couple of singles just to kind of end the year on, and it's, it'll be different. It'll be very artful. It'll be it'll be fun, kind of like a little I want to say story, but just like. You know, you, you know how Drake will put out every once in a while. He'll put out his little packs, so just like just, just to give them to the people. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah, from me to you type of thing. And so, um, kind of working on that, trying to get that in the pipeline. Um, and really excited because I'm really rapping on those, and just excited for that. And then, uh, and bigger news, working on uh, working on my next album. Let's and, go. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh man yeah i'm so inspired uh production sessions like start this week we already have records that are going to be on it but uh like the you know the producers are getting in the trenches this week to really get this thing really kicked off and started so be in prayer for me in that because i just want to steward it and i want to speak what god's put on my heart but also speak anything else i'm not seeing or not even realizing so uh yeah man and then bruh beyond that having a baby <laughs> it's gonna be lit let's go uh, my wife for having a baby boy and so all these things happening at once are such a blessing and then i'm planning a headline tour next year my first ever like real tour that i'll tour off the album and so just man i'm i'm trying to steward life right now and what god's doing um even as I say it, I can just feel it's exciting. And it's also knowing, man, God has so much grace mm. right now for all this out. And so, yeah, man, it's really exciting. It's a lot happening. Um, yeah, man. And then <laughs> we're uh, over at Reach as, as a collective roster. We're working on something really special. So I've been – I just got home from that, working on that. And so – I'm excited, man. It's a lot going on, and I'm just trying to steward everything as good as I can. So, I love it, yeah. bro. Stay, stay encouraged, bro, because you're making a huge impact. I love your music. I know so many other people around the world do, man, and it's going to be so cool to see how you keep doing that and being a father, bro. That's a big deal, man. Congrats on that. Bigger than all of that. Bigger than all of that. Thanks. <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm uh, we're just excited. We can't wait to meet him. We keep seeing him kick. You know what I mean? Keep feeling the kicks and him jumping around in the womb, but I can't wait to just meet him face to face. You know what I mean? No doubt. Is he a rhythm or the kicks in a in a beat? Are they kind of random? Oh, well, crazy is Rachel was playing in my music <laughs> the other day, and he she said he was kicking more than he's ever kicked. So oh. that 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 had me emotional. Where I was just like, wow, like man, that's that's our son in there, like you know, and. And he recognizes his father's voice and it's kind of a resemblance of us and God where it's like, man, bro, we should be kicking around when we realize he's speaking to us and he loves us. And so 
Yeah, yeah man. That's facts. Yeah. Bro, I really appreciate you coming on the pod. This has been a really fun episode, man. I'm super glad we got to connect and do this, man. I'm, I'm a huge supporter of your stuff, so I can't wait to keep crushing and uh, seeing all the cool stuff you do, bro. Uh, bro, thanks for having me. This was great. Would love to do it again, man. Super dope. Man, thanks everybody who's listening and watching. Appreciate y'all. Let's go. guys so much for listening to another great episode of the aim podcast i hope that you enjoyed it and got something out of it and if you did i would ask you to leave it a rating and review that goes a long way and it helps us so much continue to grow this show reach more people and build the aim fam stronger and stronger let's get after this week let's crush it and as always let's keep ambition in mind